BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Hashtag No Filter. Today's guest doesn't even need much of an introduction because I'm pretty positive all, or at least the majority of you know who he is. And I'm so excited to have Jason Tardick on the podcast today. So for those of you who might not know who he is, but again, I think most of you do, he is a best-selling author of the book, The Restart Roadmap that came out earlier this year. He's the host of a top business podcast, Trading Secrets. He's a co-founder at a talent agency where I actually once worked. He is an investor. He is an influencer. He is a diehard Bills fan. And obviously what he was originally most known for was his appearance on The Bachelorette and he's in Bachelor Nation. However, I really feel that Jason out of, ba- you know, and I don't really follow, sorry, I don't really follow Bachelor Bachelorette as much anymore, but those I do know in, you know, those I do know of in, in the franchise, I feel Jason is probably one of the few who have really made a name for himself way outside of the Bachelor franchise. He's very much proud to have been a part of it. He mentions it. He watches the show. He's friends with other Bachelor, Bachelorettes, of course, all of that. But he's really, I don't even think of him, and maybe it's because I worked with him, but I don't even think of him anymore as someone from Bachelor. Like I almost forgot to even mention that he was from Bachelor in this intro. I think of him as a business owner, as an investor, as a podcaster, as an author. So it's kind of cool to to see that. So anyway, I'm very excited to have him on. He, I worked with him for a while. He was a boss of mine and And I'm just so excited to share this conversation with you. We talk about all sorts of good stuff, so get excited. And without further ado, here's Jason Tardick on this next episode of Hashtag No Filter. Welcome to Hashtag No Filter, Jason. How are you? I am so good. I was telling you before we even started, uh, you're going to get the real filtered, unfiltered version here because I am, you and I both didn't sleep much last night. So I'm pretty tired and you're tired. So we're just going to fuck it. We're just going to hack it out. Go for it. We were just saying, like, we both literally, he was like, yeah, I slept like two and a half hours last night. I'm like, wait, me too. And so we're both dragging. He's not even drinking. I'm drinking for both of us. So, (laughs) yes, Jules, get after it. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited because this has been a long time in the making. And for people that don't know, I don't know if you already addressed this, but Julie and I used to work together. And you back then I told you I was going to come on. So now you're back and fired up and I'm honored to be a guest. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> okay, well, let's get started. Obviously, everyone listening knows who you are, but I will also have given you quite the introduction in my <laughs> intro. But since your book came out, which we'll talk about a little in a few seconds. Since your book came out, what have you been up to? What big projects have you been working on? Any like secret projects in the works that you could hint to? Like what's mm. been going on in your world? Okay. I like that. So a whole lot. I got to go back to April. So April's when the book came out. We did a full book towards eight cities, eight stops, eight days in a row. It was mayhem. And since then, um, some of the big things, let's think about it. Well, uh, I have a second book I'm working on now. So that's exciting. Um, the agency that 
used to work for, we totally rebranded. So we are now known as Rewired Talent Management Agency, and we're growing and scaling, which has been really fun and doing a bunch of different projects with that, which is cool. I've been doing a lot of small business investing uh, here and there, like in the consumer package goods space, which has Mm -hmm. been fun. And then even dabbling into real estate a little bit. Um, And then on like the media side, podcast is going great. We've had some really great guests. It's called Trading Secrets. If anyone hasn't seen it, all we do is talk about, you know, where money made and where money's lost because behind those stories there's so much we can learn that i just think we aren't taught in the school district um and then i guess also on the media and entertainment side i can't i'm all nda'd up but i did uh do a few episodes of a tv show so that was fun and then i have to go back to do a couple more episodes and i'm just one of the one of the people that's on it so i'm not like a leader or anything but i'll be on like three or four so i'll tell you more when i can i'm just all nda'd up yeah um and that's what's been doing some speaking gigs here and there too. So I've got my plate's full, but it's been like 8,000 different directions. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so that I want to ask you about because you do so much. Like when I, I think yesterday, I don't know, I put on my Instagram that I was interviewing you. I'm like, he's a podcaster. He's a best-selling author. He's, I mean, you, you literally like your resume is crazy. And so how <laughs> do you get overwhelmed and do you feel you're spread thin? Like, how do you give yourself how do you give your quote all to all of these things? Do you feel overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do when that happens? Extremely. <laughs> no, we already know you don't sleep. So. Yeah, don't sleep. That's not my forte. Um, I think one of the big things is I'm huge on prioritizing. So I got to have my like A1, A2, A3. And based on those prioritizations, I'm going to focus majority of my energy with that. And then like my B and C list, I've gotten much better at being able to outsource it to people that I trust. So I think delegating is huge. I think you're recognizing that there's going to be ebbs and flows with what you can give 100% to. And then I think an area that I need to be better on is like just not beating yourself up. Like there's no way you can do it all. You have to prioritize. You have to outsource a little bit. And then what you don't get done, you don't get done. And what I really struggle is that off switch. And I think it's a great connection to what you do on your podcast is, I will try to have those moments of relaxation. I'll try to have those, you know, Caitlin and I doing a dinner or something. And it like in my head, it's just running. I'm thinking about all the things I didn't do. So being able to like really try and manage that, that just constant craziness is something that's been a a work in process for me. I was going to say, because I don't have like as much going on as you do, but I feel overwhelmed and like scattered at times because it's not, because you didn't, I mean, I guess you did get your MBA and you, you worked for a bank or in banking for a while. And that was like your road. Like I've never had a career path where it was like one same thing since I graduated college. And so I feel like I've kind of, it's been this like, like it's gone left, right. It's all been great. I'm so grateful for it. But sometimes I feel like, Oh my God. Do you like, like, do you like that mayhem or no? Like do you thrive off that or no? I do. But between you and me, and like, I haven't um, obviously gone into this on the podcast between you and me, it's, I I don't want to say it's posing a bit of a challenge right now, but I was in a role at a company where I was doing a lot of different things. And so that role can kind of easily be replaced by multiple people who could take on little parts of me. And I kind of knew that like this being a sure. generalist versus specialist. And I think it's, I think it's great that I have skill sets in a bunch of different areas, but I, it's sometimes I'm learning now, like, okay, maybe I should have just done one thing, but you know, 
That's it's interesting. I- the other thing too, and I talk about in the book that I wrote, the restart roadmap, like the whole identity crisis becomes a thing for a lot of people is to like, like you just said, like I'm a million things. What am I? I was sitting at a, I was at like a networking event last night and it was a poker thing. Everyone's playing poker. And it was interesting. I was thinking about it because to the guy to my right, he was an insurance broker. This one guy, kidney doctor. Next guy, commercial real estate guy. Next guy, financial advisor. They're like, what do you do? I'm like, all right, we're all playing poker. You guys got time? Because I got like, it's the it's like a fucking mosaic at best. But it's it's interesting. And a lot of people struggle not having that identity and living in it. I kind of thrive off it. I love it. Same. I do love it, but I have my moments where I'm yeah. like, Ooh, that my friend who became an investment banker after college and she's been doing that her whole life or my friend who's been in PR since she was 19. I'm like, must be nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so as someone who did 10 years in banking, right? Like I had that yeah. and I could tell you, uh, there's a, there's a bit of complacency that's great with it, but that next level of energy that want, that just takes you to levels you never thought that won't come if you're in complacency ever. And so, you know, there's good and bad with everything. I agree. I, and I love doing a million things because that's how my brain works. I can't sit behind a desk <laughs> nine to five. Could you imagine me behind a desk nine to five? Like never. I mean, yeah. work. You work so, too hard, too fast and way too many directions. It's impossible. <laughs> you too. Um, so you mentioned complacency and that kind of leads into my next thing I want to talk about. So on hashtag no filter, we talk a lot about dating and relationships and in relationships, you know, and dating one can become complacent, whether they are going on dates and like, you know, kind of just the rat race of dating, but they kind of get complacent being just single and being in their apartment or being whatever, or they're in a relationship and complacency can come up there, which isn't always a good thing. So you wrote a book on restarting, rewiring your life from a career perspective, but I like to think in your book, obviously I've read your book. There are a lot of parallels to relationships. Do you agree? And if so, like what parallels would you pull out from your book that could also, you know, have to do with one's personal life, not just your career? Oh my God. There's a million, <laughs> million parallels. Yeah. I think one of the big things that are like, I have a buddy, a recent buddy who just became single after a big relationship. And it was a Saturday night and he's working out hard and ate healthy and like was reading a book and he was bitching to the boys in a group text he's like i'm such a loser like i should be out partying my boys are out partying like i'm gonna and i said to him and i meant this i was like there is someone that also ate healthy today that's reading a book that's at home decompressing and that's your person and today you're not going to meet her but you will and i think it's so important that people recognize that you attract what you are. And too many people want to take shortcuts and have these behaviors and then acquire a partner that doesn't exhibit anything that they are. And as a result of that, it creates so much confusion. And I think that relates in business and it relates in dating. And the other thing I think that's like really, really important is just truly, really understanding yourself to the bedrock of how you tick. And so many people are looking in 18 different directions and we're on social media and we're judging and then we're talking and we're whispering. No one is looking within. And until you understand everything about, I think, your flaws and who you are and why you are and your inner child and all the things they teach in therapy and everything else, <laughs> there's no way you'll be able to connect at the level 
that will be necessary for you to find like your person. And I feel the same way in business too. You can't really understand what you want to do until you've totally identified yourself. And Julie, we just talked about this. Like what are things that interest you? What are things you do on a day-to-day basis? And how can you find careers behind those? So, so many parallels. I mean, so many, it's crazy. And, you know, me personally, I mean, we all have, but I've had to restart my life in terms of a relation relationships in the past. You know, I've been married, I've been divorced. I've had to restart in terms of career. And I think a lot of, not, I think I know, like on LinkedIn every day, I'm seeing layoffs at Facebook or meta and Twitter, and there's so much going on right now. So I think a lot of people are restarting in ways. What would be like, if you could pick your biggest piece of advice for someone restarting right now, whether in a relationship or in business or or however, what, what would you say? Like what's helped? Yeah. I think the biggest thing is when we restart, especially yeah, meta just laid off a ton of jobs. Tech is changing. Everything's changing. There's nothing that's not changing right now. I mean, the whole world is turned upside down from where it was a few years ago. It's night and day. So I think the big thing is that when change comes our way, what also usually comes our way is fear the feeling of fear. We don't know what's next. It's uncomfortable. It hurts. I feel it often when I'm thinking about like what could be next. I think one of the big things about that is that fear will put you back into what you already know. And what you already know is what you've already done. And if everything that what you've already done is the right road and the right way, you probably wouldn't be here. So I think the number one thing we do, probably in dating and business and searching for jobs, is we go back to what's comfortable. And what's comfortable is what we've historically done, which isn't leading us to where we are. And so then my whole motto with that is like, break your blueprint. First, identify it. What are the things you're trying to do? Where is your state of comfort? And understand how you have to break it to be different. And I'll leave with this. I'll I'll stop with this and then take a pause. I think a lot of the reason that we go back to what we know is because it's the direction that's been provided to us, either from like where we grew up or our parents or our grandparents or societal expectations. So we then mold what our future should be based on what the direction other people have led us as opposed to the direction we want to go. And I think first recognizing that is huge Two, taking steps out of it is even bigger. It's, I mean, everything you said, like it resonates so much and it's so true, but it's so easy when you're comfortable to stay in it. Of course it is. Like there's so, I mean, situations, so much easier staying in a job you don't love, but it's easy. You have a relationship or whatever. And to take that other road, like the road less traveled for you, it's hard. It's hard as hell. Like, I think it's, it's, it's brutal. I mean, it's, 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 it's awful. And like, I have so much sympathy and empathy for that, but I do think the big thing is that as long as you identify it. And as long as you say, I bind with complacency and you stop beating yourself up and you sit and you enjoy, do you know how much unbelievable things come from complacency? Like just consistency, your probably blood pressure's down, uh, ability to manage work and life better. Like there's so many good things. So just live in the good of that and yeah. stop beating the shit out of yourself for not being what you thought you should be and just say, I'm okay with complacency. Right. 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 Like the people but, who might be the in the one job since college might be so happy. That's great. That it could yeah. be that's amazing. Like if if you're self-aware enough to recognize and and be okay without looking left and right and seeing what everyone else is doing. Right? And it's really funny. Like, think about if I think about, I don't know, people in my life that I would say, so Jason, right now, write three people in your life that probably have a happiness scale of like a nine or 10, like truly, like truly. 
those three people on paper are nowhere <clears throat> near what you would think nine or 10 would be. Their careers aren't, their financial disposition isn't, uh, everything that you would see on social media, you'd be like, no way, but they are. And I think it's because they know themselves better than everyone else. And they don't give a shit what other people think. And they're living their best life. And then the people that have all figured out, you know, the perfect significant <laughs> other, the perfect life, the car, the blah, blah, blah. They're fucking train wreck. It's a generalization yeah. and it's, it's not fair, but, in, but from oh, my boy. generalization, at least when I practice that if i write down my my top three it'd be interesting if the people back home did the same and you could take away something from the way they live their lives and implement it into yours that's very interesting well even did you you know selena gomez just came out publicly about she has bipolar and yeah. i don't know if you've seen anyway it's like you would never know what goes on behind closed doors this no. is a very successful musician i mean like she struggles like a big time and oh, you just and the, don't know oh, oh and a <laughs> just living in the worlds that uh, we circle in the, the yeah, things I hear uh, and the things I see compared to the thing the general population sees, it's like you can't believe your eyes. Like you can't yeah. believe. You're like, wait, this person is doing this to that. What? <laughs> yeah. No fucking way. And no you're just like way. blown away. It's true. Wait, so you mentioned therapy and I know we, I think we've talked about it before. I know you're a huge proponent of therapy. I'm a huge proponent of therapy. You know that as well. Could you pick one thing, your biggest takeaway from your therapy? Because you're very open that you go to therapy or you've gone oh to therapy. My God. I know that. I Trust me, when I've been asked this before, like not in a podcast, just with friends, I'm like, oh, I don't, I have so many. I could write a book on therapy. Oh, you have like shit. one thing, like a big takeaway that you just always think okay. about. I do love that question. Um, I want to think about it though, because I want to give you a good one good answer we can also okay answer. i'm gonna i'm gonna just rattle off a few things if that's okay everyone take notes I, everyone get your pens take notes <laughs> i think the like my biggest thing my biggest thing is i really didn't understand what feelings were like so i would be like well i feel this way there was like that's not a feeling and I didn't really understand at all how to express my feelings. And I think if you can't express your feelings, you're going to go through life very misunderstood. And if you're going through life misunderstood, you're going to miss out on like massive opportunities for connection. The other thing, like, I'll, I'll never forget this. I'll share this story. This is a good one too. Yeah. Um, Caitlin had been, now I used to go to therapy a lot when I was dealing with a lot of like work stuff, you know, and Caitlin had suggested a therapist in town and I was like, okay, sure. Like I didn't fly. I was like, great, let's do it. I haven't, you know, I haven't done this in a bit. And this was a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I called the therapist and I said, Hey, I was, you know, Caitlin suggested I come see you. It has been a while. I used to go a lot, haven't gone in a bit. So like, let's do it. So she starts asking me about myself. Right. And I go on this whole thing. Right. So we get there. And, and, and I was like, okay, so you and I got to talk. I'm curious. Cause I always want to learn a little bit about myself. What are your initial reaction? And my therapist just starts laughing. She's dying laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing at me? And she goes, do you want my honesty? I'm like, I want it all. Like, I want to know everything about myself. And she says, uh, she goes in my entire career, I've never had anyone tell me about their life and pitch it in a way in which there are zero issues. 
Mom's great. Dad's the best. Brother's the best. Life is, there's never balanced, no trauma, no this. Like you, I've never had anyone in my career pitch me so hard that everything is so perfect. And what that tells me as a therapist is we need to understand that. Right. Is that extra loyalty to the people you love? Is it protection? Is it you're afraid to step into things? Like, so just in me explaining why I was calling her on like the introductory, who are you call? Right. I learned so much about who I am and why I act a certain way and just dissecting that. And I think what she also said was anyone who's lived, anyone who's interacted with a human, it doesn't matter how great life might be. You've experienced some form of trauma Mm -hmm. and you could either ignore it, compartmentalize it, or you can really step into it to try and learn and unravel who you are and where you want to go in just a better, more aligned way. Right. That's so you basically were pit, you basically were telling her about your life and everything was all like hunky dory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So, so, you know, like, like I remember actually when, cause once she called it out, I'm like, you know, like my parents are 35, 37 years, yeah. super, like super happy. Their love's only grown for each other. I've got to see their success. Yeah. I have a gay brother who's extremely yeah. happy yeah. and, you know, we have a good relationship and I haven't really experienced much death in my life. Like I'm painting this, like, like perfect picture perfect right and you know the reality is why are you doing that like what she's like she's like we gotta uncover we got a lot oh fuck (laughs) now you should hear me i go up fuck well even knowing you the way i know you and like working with you like people unless they really get to know you you are very happy i mean i am too we all are i guess not we all are but like you're a very happy person it you seem like you have it all together you know and i'm sure you do but like i got a lot of things (laughs) I also think that's a thing. Another thing with me too, is I'm not, and I, and that's the cool part about doing this stuff. You learn so much about yourself. I have a really, really tough time uh, trusting people mm-hmm. and I'm almost to the point it's paranoia a little bit. So if I have a tough time trusting people, then one of my issues becomes uh, vulnerability. It's tougher for me to be vulnerable to someone because I don't know what they're going to do with that vulnerability. I'm scared about it. And so as a result of that, that will decrease opportunity to connect with people. You know, that'll impact business. That'll impact anything. So um, yeah, I think the beauty of working on yourself is you now know these things and you can identify them, right? Here's another one. I got one more for you. Tell me, tell me. Um, (laughs) uh, Triggers. God, that's such an overused word today. That triggers me. That triggers me. It is no one's job, but you or you listening or me to understand what triggers you and then to self-manage your response to triggers. It's not my job to manage Julie's triggers. It's not my mom's job to manage mine. I need to self-manage them. I need to be able to identify them. And I think it's something that's like really important for people to hear. It's so important. I think people do throw around that word. I mean, I do all the time. I'm like, oh, that was triggering or, oh, that was this. But it's such, it's something really to be aware of. And I only think within the last few years, I've actually thought like, oh, that is triggering to me. And why is that triggering to me? Like yes. for you, like your um, trusting part, is that because you've been badly burned or you've just always been, you've been basically born with this, like kind of, it's hard for you to trust people. I think, I think I- if like I'm really dissecting it, it has to do with, I think my parents have had a tough time. Like, so mm-hmm. I would always see just like, you know, the way they operated, right? Like, well, did you check that? Did you see that? Uh, my grandfather got burned with his finances with one financial mm-hmm. advisor. I remember we would have like 
contractors come to the home and my mom's in the field, but like they would have to show their certificate of workers' comp insurance before they could work. Like it was constant. Right? So like, I think I instilled that um, that was instilled from them. And then also, yeah, I've gotten burned before. Right, I've yeah. been cheated on before. Um, You've been open then, about being cheated on. And, and, yeah. And, yeah. And, I talk about yeah, it in the book. Yeah. And then in the show, uh, I think anytime you go on like any type of form of reality TV or any platform where there becomes like a mass audience, you become just a little bit more paranoid based on the results of what happened. For example, I went to breakfast or coffee once with my cousin and there are all these rumors. I was like, you know, out with another girl. I'm like, that's my fucking cousin. Oh my like, so you just become like heads on the swivel type vibe. <laughs> I can. Yeah. I mean, in your world, I can only imagine. I always say, oh, it must be so fun. Like when I was younger, oh, I wish I went on the bachelorette or bachelor or whatever. I'm like, I don't think I could handle it. Like I don't <laughs> handle it. I give you with, a lot of credit. <laughs> with a lot of good comes a lot of bad. With a lot of bad comes a lot of good. Uh, grass isn't always greener. Yep. Uh, but to wrap that up, I think self-regulation like you yes. gotta self-regulate yourself and if you're not you're just not doing yourself for the people around you service it's true and like to wrap up the therapy part everyone should go to therapy i mean jason you literally just said like you painted a picture you thought everything was great in your life and you have so much it looks like that you talk about with your therapist and they are working on people are like i don't have any quote issues i don't you need to go to therapy, right? <laughs> we all do because we all have trauma. We all do. And it's just like, what is it? And what? I think, yeah, the, the other thing about it too is it's just like we put such a focus and emphasis on like, you know, running and working out our muscles and everything. But like, why is it like taboo to work on the most important thing in your entire body? What's in between your ears? Like, no it's crazy. Literally no idea. It, it drives yeah. me. I don't understand. I wish I had the answer. <laughs> so speaking of, we've kind of talked a little bit about like relationships. Now in terms of business relationships, you've worked alongside people, you've managed people, you've mentored people. What, what would you say is like the most important thing in terms of fostering those relationships? And, you know, like what's your, I guess, biggest piece of advice. I hate asking it like that, but like your words of wisdom for really fostering those relationships in business and keeping good relationships um, in your work. There's just no cookie cutter approach to managing anyone. And the thing is, is everyone ticks differently. Mm -hmm. Everyone moves differently. Everyone tells their own story in their head differently. And so I think people try to like come up with these, like, here are your management rules. And it's so different mm -hmm. the way you're going to hear me versus the way Evan's going to hear me. I mean, literally oh, you're talking type A and type Z different. human. <laughs> like It's going to be a different, it's going to be like what, if I say one sentence, mm -hmm. it would be like, like someone trying to understand Spanish versus Italian. That's how different humans perceive, are motivated, react, feel. And that goes in business too. So I think with anybody I work with, I really try to understand them the best uh, I can, just like how they move and how they tick and what matters. And then my approach is going to be different. Right. And like, you know, there are times you know, we could talk about the podcast, like you would call me with issues, right? Like, hey, I'm having a problem here. We are very and, close. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But the way I would handle a problem with you and communicate with you is going to be so much different than Evan. Like, 
polar opposite. I kind of wish Evan was here just like he could pop in for a second. Oh, he would just be laughing his ass off. And he would, I think I could tell you, he'd be like, you're right. It's (laughs) it's true though, but I learned that. And when you start, because when I started working with you and Evan, and it was just you guys with the agency and I like you, you and Evan are so different and I'm so different. And so when, when there were things that came up and what I will say about you, you're an incredible, you are an incredible manager. I mean, you, I worked with you for a long time. You listen to the people who work with you. You want to find a solution you're very solution driven like you're not gonna you know you even if you do get flustered you're like let's handle this all right let's figure this out let's find a solution yep. I think that's really yeah. important so yeah and i think that if anyone out there if you feel like you are struggling with that i think like what's the one tip big takeaway guy what's the big takeaway uh Take ask notes. questions ask mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm. like if you feel like you're back into a corner or you're not or you're being misunderstood or you're confused or you're not getting someone's stop in your head and coming up with statements and solutions right. ask questions because you're going to get all the information you need that is my that's my solution yeah, and ask questions I think a lot of people for myself included, like you want to avoid, avoid confrontation. And even though me calling you to be like, Hey, I want to chat with you about this is not confrontation. It's still an uncomfortable conversation and no one wants it. So you got to kind of push it. You got to do. And then that also brings you closer to the people in which you work like with. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think that's again, another relationship ties. Like usually if it's productive conflict, it's like extremely positive for everything so like i'll have calls with uh another person that works for us now megan we'll have our one-on-ones and she jokes about and she'll be like you're gonna be upset and i'm like what she's like i literally don't have like anything bad this week i'm like because she knows i want to hear it like right because it makes everything more optimized so right bring that shit on bring that shit on that's the, <laughs> that's the piece of advice okay but one or two more things i want to ask you and then we're going to go to the most fun part of the episode the quick fire okay. round. and you have no heads up on any of the quick fire questions so none of them get ready um but i want to ask you so you know with relationships with all of this right now life's crazy for everyone what do you do when you get like hit smack dab in the face by life. Like when something just doesn't fucking go your way. Like what, what do you do? What's your go-to? Well, what I used to do is run and compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. So get smacked in the face, Mm -hmm. run a hundred miles an hour in a different direction and not address it. That's what I did. And the problem is every time you do that, your bank is going to build up and build up and build up almost like a credit card. And eventually you got to pay that fucking debt. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was, you know, a full out panic attack at the worst time it could have been like passing out, sweating everywhere, totally embarrassing because that bank got smaller and smaller and smaller. And now what I try and do, and I'm not the best at it, it's a work in process, but really take it. Fucking you hit me hard. I'm not going to just take the hit and just sprint. I'm going to sit there and be like, all right, mm-hmm. fuck. Got me in the eye, black eye. It was my right side. Clearly wasn't protecting that side. Why wasn't I? What happened? What does the punch mean? Why didn't I punch back? Like step into it because without that, you can't close the door for moving on. No chapters ended until, you know, you know, new, no chat, new chapter starts until a chapter's ended. And I think the best way to end it and move forward is to just fucking take it and learn from it. Basically run on. from it. 
Right. Yeah. Like, what's the saying? Like when you're going through hell, just keep on going. Just yeah. keep. Well, well, it's almost like when you're go, like you're going through hell. This is my like new saying. When you're going through hell, fucking sit in hell and get burned a little bit. And oh, once so you, you're not saying keep. You're saying like suck that in. I'm like saying take it, take, take it, up. take that burn, feel that burn, let that burn recover. And once that burn's recovered, you will never get burned like that again. You keep I running from it. You're just going to keep that same burn. going to happen. But well, you do have to keep going, right? You can't like go backwards. You oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. You should Take maybe it, feel it, move forward. Yeah. Well, oh, I, I would do that in another. There's so many things I want to do. <laughs> that would be one. Like I'd want to study for it. Another one would be an FBI detective. So yes. who I got time, man. I got, you got time. time. Add yes. more to the resume. Add more to the resume. <laughs> well, I kind of actually want to end that part, this part with what you just said, because it's, I think it's so profound. Um, mm. And so now we can go into the fun stuff. So are you ready? Yes. Let's okay. Some of, it's, some of it's going to be super easy for you. All right. Would you rather... Would you rather get a million dollars right now or get a hundred thousand dollars a year for 10 years? Oh, money. I want it right now. Okay, cool. Okay. And I'll explain why real quick. Okay. Time okay. value of money. A million dollars today is going to be worth a million dollars tomorrow, period. So if I get a hundred K over 10 years, that's a million dollars. But that a hundred K in 10 years from now is going to be worth a lot less than a hundred K today. So that's called time value of money, TMV, take the money up front. Okay, guys, take the money <laughs> up front. Good. I love a little explanation. Um, perfect. Okay. Would you rather go back in time to fix your biggest money mistake or look into the future to find out where you would end up? It's got to correlate to everything I've been saying. Look in the future. That's true. That's true. <laughs> See, the, I should have done these after the fact. Um, would you rather be chronically underdressed or overdressed? Oh, God. Mm. I'm going overdressed. Okay. If you asked me this, if you asked me this five years ago, it would be instantaneous overdressed. Now I'm like, but I'm still going to go overdressed. I could see, I could see you doing the overdressed. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather have a pause button on life or a rewind button on life? Oh my God. Give me a pause button. Pause. Like, oh I just don't know where time's going. I know. I know. I think I, I felt in the last year, I don't know. I've had a little loss, like grandfather and stuff. I don't know what, but I'm like, it's fucking moving at a speed I've never seen. It's almost Thanksgiving. Like, and I, well, yeah. And the other thing too, I think is that, oh, I'm so bad at rapid fire because I was on talk. No, I love it. <laughs> I feel like what's what's beating me up, not beating me up, but like you start to see in, in your mid thirties, or at least you can't put an age to it, but you start to see the people that you always looked up to, to be like, like, I don't know, the solid strength and like never age. And I'm getting to the point where like all these people I never thought age are like, really aging and i'm like oh it's scary i know crazy Stop. no life is uh, do you know today i texted my mom this she's like really julie if i have a kid at 40 i'm 36 turning 37 in january if i have a kid at 40 i think i'm doing the math right i will be 58 at their high school graduation 58 my but mom gonna... was like 80 something i told my mom that she's like why are you telling me this <laughs> So just saying. Because mom, 80's the new 40. Duh. 80's the new 40. Um, okay. Would you rather have a full phone battery always or a full gas tank always? Oh, give me the full battery. hundred uh, percent. Have you ever questioned it to you? Have you ever been driving and your car went out of gas? Close, but no, but I feel like I know that you have. I somehow, yeah, it, it, well, it happened to me like the first time ever, like six months ago. Wait, Taylor like, had to come pick me up. Like 
totally out of gas on the side of the road. It was how hilarious. does someone like you who's so organized and so like, how did that happen? Because, you know, when we talked about like, how do you manage it all? You start to prioritize and then things fall through the cracks. And that was the fucking hit in my face, you know, but it hasn't happened since. There you go. <laughs> that was hell. That was a version of hell. And you know, that what took it? the burn, got chirped by Caitlin, had to get picked up. Won't let it happen again. Now I check it every time I get in that car. Yeah, it probably made a good TikTok or something if you did anything. Like um, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great story views on that one. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> okay. Would you rather be forced to live the same day over and over and over again for a full year? Or would you rather take three years off the end of your life? three years off the end of my life. I'm too, I'm like way too ADD. Like I have to be moving in eight different directions. I always say, and this is another one, what's the biggest fear in your life? Number one biggest fear in my life, get stuck in a jail cell forever. Like I would fucking lose my mind. But you would never, I don't think you would ever break the law. So I don't think that'll happen. I will knock on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> you never know. Fuck. You never know. We don't have a, we don't have a crystal ball. Would you rather oversleep every day for a week or not get any sleep at all for four days? Never get any sleep. If I okay. get, well, now I would like, I just can't sleep. I yeah. Sleep I was going to say you don't sleep really. Do you have any sleeping recommendations? You know, I've been really into melatonin lately, which is really funny because what's the brand we did. You, we, you, when I worked with uh, you, Natrol. I'm taking that. Natural. I'm taking Natrol. Was it, does it work well? Actually, yes. Last night I had all sorts of issues. I think like I was wa we were watching like a scary movie before bed, but in general, I take two to three of the one milligram ones. So I take maybe up to four milligrams a night sleep. It's beautiful. Would you rather sip gin with Ryan Reynolds or shoot tequila with the rock? I'll shoot tequila all day with the rock. Well, cool. okay. Uh, would you rather, sorry about this one. Would you rather walk in on your parents or have them walk in on you? Oh God, fuck. <laughs> it's just all bad like are they both walking in together on me or one of them? if you would like them to walk in together they could oh my god i know i can't i, just, I can't i'd rather have them walk in on me i can't see yeah that. I, can't I asked some people last time i can't see that i don't want no 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 i'm out i'm out <laughs> okay next question next question um would you rather have a mullet for a year or be bald for six months mullet for a year all day cool okay i can see it who would play you in a movie about your life Mm. wow i know i have a few toughies at the end i think i gotta go i mean uh, andrew keegan that would be one just oh, you like kind people... of you resemble each yeah. other yeah, oh my god why have you ever talked about that and then who's the other guy miles something from uh i think seventh heaven is it it's miles seventh miles heaven. the older brother yeah i think miles olsen maybe Okay. No. I, have to, I used to watch the show. I'm going to have to. Um, oh, oh, no, no. It's Emilio. Uh, Emilio. Oh, Milo Ventimiglia. Yes. Whatever. Yes. yes that guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can That's see it. that. I can see that. Um, okay. If you were running for president, what would your slogan be? Protect the people. Okay. <laughs> I could see you being like in some sort of office someday. One day. Yeah, we'll yeah. add it to the list. <laughs> I'll add it to the list along with everything Back else. Back the people. <laughs> if you... Uh, oh, Ooh, who, prioritize the people. I'm big on alliteration. Oh, prioritize the people. You are big on alliteration. <laughs> I like that. Um, who would you want to be the next Bachelor if you could choose? It doesn't have to be someone from the franchise or like someone who's been on the show. Just who would you, in your life, who do you think would be a great next Bachelor? Evan Sar. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the thief. You have to title it. Evan he would Sarr. be the worst. <laughs> he would be the worst, which would 
best entertainment of all time. Do you know um, who I think would be great out of your, like in your world, but I, I, I know he's like happily married. David, uh, the, the curious Canadian, David Artie. Artie would be good. Because he's like very entertaining. He's so emotional. He's like Mm -hmm. the most emotional guy I know. So it'd be wild. I think from, I think, I think this, this bachelor they picked is going to be, I don't know. Good or bad. It was just a rough showing after the final rose or whatever. Like he got his live and he just botched it. So maybe he'll be like most improved player ever. Uh, I think Rodney would have been a good one. Uh, I think from the franchise, Michael A would have been a good one. Looks like he's happy right now just based on what we're seeing on the show. Um, David, do I have any other curveballs? You know who would be the best bachelor? You know who would be unbelievable? Unbelievable entertainment? You should know the answer. Wait, now I have to think. Has he already been on the show? No, no, no. Think outside the show. No show. He's a celebrity. Oh, um, Tom Brady. Dave Portnoy. Oh, God. <laughs> come on. That's like my my favorite. I, I, I teed I, you I, up there. Come <laughs> on. Do you like how I said Tom Brady? <laughs> that was good. actually unbelievable. I think he'd good. be boring as fuck, but. <laughs> okay, great. There we go. Dave Portnoy. Okay, what was your favorite thing about working with me? <laughs> Ooh, I like that. My favorite thing about working with you was that whether it was like three in the morning or 5 p.m. or Saturday at 2 a.m., you would always respond. You would always fucking incredible. Is that a good thing that I think work-life balance? That's probably probably I had like a nervous breakdown. Yeah, I remember you saying like, what what did you call it? Uh, Not borders. Um, Setting, oh boundaries, oh, boundaries. Well, like, I'm the worst. yeah but your ability to always respond was like I, it was almost like evan and i would sometimes just have fun okay let's like first person <laughs> that cannot get a response within 20 minutes gotta buy each other a drink i think all right i'm gonna hit her sunday I brunch time yeah. she's out she's out sunday yeah, brunch time. boom yeah. instant <laughs> That's one of my big yeah okay well thank you for that okay and- that's also a big strength like if you like you need to talk to like your boss get a you know raise be like listen i respond better than anybody yeah, no, that's true. It's also a weakness, right? It's like one yeah, of those. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, okay, and who is like your dream guest to have on your podcast? Dream guest. I mean, I don't want to be boring. So The Rock is up there, but I, I don't want to go Rock. I'm oh, I didn't know that actually. Hang on. Dream guest. Do they have to tell me everything I ask? Like, like everything yes. I ask, they have to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably go Bill Clinton. Oh, that's a good one. Have you guys tried to get him? Or I would want like if like I would want someone who is part because I love true crime, like someone who is part of a massive true crime scandal in which we still don't know the answer. So like Casey Anthony, like she, but, but like they have to tell the truth. Like someone like that would be. How wild. cool would that be? Yeah, I would. Well, that would be also the coolest power in the world, I think, too. If when you ask a question, someone has to tell you exactly what they're thinking, that would well, be fucking. Can you imagine? Yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs> my dream podcast guest is obviously Dave Portnoy. Okay. Yeah, Put he does. I don't there. think he does a lot of podcasts, and I don't think he would do mine. But I will have one day. Just you wait. You keep putting it out there, and you never know when it'll circle back. Exactly. Hey, you never thought you'd meet him. And I saw that video. Uh, you know, hey, right hey, that was a viral TikTok. That TikTok. I know I saw that. You literally like went pretty much hit on him, right? Uh, in, right front in front of, of his girl. Yeah. 
she was not thrilled i don't think i don't think she was thrilled either but she was sweet anyway well this um that's kind of gonna be it but will you do i mean everyone knows who you are but just tell all the people in case they don't know who you are where to follow you and all the things yeah for sure so uh all my handles are just jason underscore tardic it's t-a-r-t-i-c-k.com uh agencies rewiredtalent.com books the restart roadmap and if you go to my website you can find everything there and then the podcast is trading secrets but this has been uh, a pleasure thank you so much for having me and i'm so glad you are back up fully restarted and you got your podcast running thank girl thank you so much jason let's go now let's go fucking take a nap <laughs> And there you have it. Hope you enjoyed this episode with Jason. I absolutely loved our conversation and I'm so grateful that he came on to hashtag no filter. So hope you enjoyed it. Of course, I'm, if you're not already following him, follow him, but also check out his book, the podcast. It's all really, really great. And yeah, that's about it. So this is this podcast is the last one before Thanksgiving. So I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving. I will see you back here the day after Thanksgiving with a new episode. And as always, thank you so, so, so much for listening. It means more than you know. You can follow me everywhere at by Julie Lauren, and I'll talk to you very soon. Bye. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.